Welcome to Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. If you're ready for inspiration and tips to improve your life, hear what some of the fascinating minds of today have to say. Our hope is that you'll live your passion and inspire the world. And now, here is your host, Allison H. Larson. Good morning. Excited for the show today. I've got two special guests. With them, they've got incredible stories and are really working to change the world. Uh, but first of all, before we get started on the show, if you're listening today, my my encouragement to you would be to pull out a pen and piece of paper, get out your laptop, pull out your phone, and just take a moment and write down an intention. Maybe one thing you want to get out of the show today, because I am bringing you two experts that have learned a whole lot in their life, and uh, I I want you to be able to write down what you learn from them and be able to act on that. So. We're going to start today with Kat. Kat, are you uh, on the line? Can you hear me? I'm here. Can you ah, hear me? There you are. Now I can hear you. Well, welcome to the show. Excited to have you here today. And something I do at uh, the beginning of all of my shows is I give my guests permission to brag about themselves. So I know a lot about you. And if I don't think you're doing a good job, I'm going to jump in and brag about you. But um, I want you to go ahead and let our listeners know what you are doing and uh, some of the great things you've accomplished in the world so far. All right. Um, thank you again for having us on your show this morning. This is fun for us. Uh, my name is Kat Dawn, and I am the founder, president of a nonprofit uh, called A New Dawn. Uh, we work with women and children that are in recovery from domestic violence and substance abuse. I, I do this because I, I am a woman that has gone through recovery of domestic violence and substance abuse. Um, I've, I've been in recovery for several years now and it felt right and, and felt like a calling for me to start a nonprofit and to gather the troops and to give back to my community. Um, and yeah, how, how many, uh, how many we, women we have a you in the community as far as, uh, some transitional mm-hmm. housing and emergency housing and crisis situations? Um, yeah. And how many, uh, women have you helped so far? You know, I get asked that all of the time. And as, as far as since we've been a 501C, which has been just since this last fall, um, we've helped just, oh, we, we, I actually was able to count and we've helped just a little over a hundred. Great. Um, that we can, that we can actually put on paper and track. Mm-hmm. But over the years, it's been hundreds for me personally. Wow. Well, and I, I love what you're doing in the world. We're going to talk more about it. One final question for you. So did you come up with the name A New Dawn before or after the Star Wars movie? Before or after what? Before or after the Star Wars movie with the same title. Uh, there's, there's a little talk over, over us. I'm not sure what that is. All right. Well, Voice America, can you go ahead and fix that? I was just bringing up the point that, uh, you know, there's also a Star Wars movie called A New Dawn. So, uh, Jason, are you on the line? I am on the line. Great. And are you getting any feedback? I'm getting some feedback from, uh, it's like another, the, the show or something is going on over the top of us. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> well, anyway. now. Okay. Okay. Good. Good. I think we got, we think we got that squared away and fixed. I've got there a great, I got a great team here at Voice America. Okay. So Kat, I'm going to go back and ask you my last question and then we'll jump to Jason. So my question was, did you come up with the name, a new dawn before or after the most recent Star Wars movie by the same name? Um, it, it was before. Okay, good. <laughs> just, just checking. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> I love it. Okay, Jason, uh, you're on, and I'm going to ask you the same question. So uh, something, again, that I like to do for my guests, in case you didn't hear because of the feedback before, is I give them an opportunity to brag. So if you could introduce yourself to my listeners and brag a little bit about what you're doing. This is a, a, a time for you to celebrate all that you've accomplished. I love it. Thank you so much for having us on the show. And um, I'm just thinking now, Kat, that we should go to the Star Wars uh, people and say, look, you owe us uh, some money over at A New Dawn for copying our name. What do you think? I love it. I love it. I love it. Yes. As long as you give me a little bit of commission for, you know, giving yeah, you that this idea. Is, this, is, this is my two uh, business masterminds right here at work. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, um, you know, the biggest thing is, is that uh, I'm putting out a video that you guys will see here in a couple of days, but mm-hmm. to, to brag about myself, um, I voted myself 
the most handsome bald guy on the planet. So that's my claim to fame, and I'm going to stick with it. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, uh, you know, I think there's a lot of people that would agree with that. So, um, <laughs> oh, you. But, you know, Jason, you've done, some, you've done some pretty cool things in businesses so far. I know you've helped many businesses um, grow. And can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. Uh, uh, thank you for the opportunity to, to talk about it. Um, I think that, um, you know, I think I've gone through the same path as a lot of people. You, you know, you get into business or you get a job and you're trying to put a roof over your head. You're trying to pay for the basics. And then you get to a point where um, no matter how well you're doing, um, whether that's, you know, I've reached a place where I have an apartment, you know, uh, uh, I've got a place to live, I've got a car to drive. And at some point in time, most people wake up and they go, is this all there is? Yeah. And, and that, that pathway put me on a, on a quest that, uh, that asked, had me asking that same question of saying, is this all there is? And when I reached that place, I had to come to a philosophy that was very simple for me, which was, um, my life, what it should stand for, the things that were, that, that I want to do with it. Number one, uh, is I want to become the best me that I possibly can. I want to optimize my potential for the purpose of serving other people. And that's when my life really shifted and changed. And my business model, um, I've got a, a, you know, a private equity business. I hold multiple companies that I own. Mm-hmm. And then we started a, a consulting company that taught the principles of how I own multiple companies and don't actually run them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we use that, that consulting company to help businesses and service-minded people uh, how to run their company better so that they can make more money and have more time to do more good. So that's yeah. the pebble in the pond that I did with that. And then also took those same principles like we're doing with the new Dawn right now. And we're helping them put infrastructure in place to handle the business side of, of having the work that they do at a new Dawn is so incredible. It's so powerful. It's so necessary that what we want to do is we don't want to burn out. What happens in a lot of charities is they start doing the passionate thing that they're, that they want to do to change the world. And then they end up doing fundraising and it wears them out and they go, this isn't what I signed up for. And then they shut down the very thing that that was their heart calling because it's not the thing that they set themselves out to do. So my, you know, my, my calling now is to take the principles of business, put it into, you know, uh, like a new Dawn and have her be more sustainable Mm -hmm. over time so that she can do the thing that she does amazingly well, which is, help these women transition from abusive situations, put them in uh, safe housing, separate them from abusive situations, and also um, put the kids in, you know, uh, in, into a safe place, a safe environment. Yeah. So those are the things that I'm, that I'm using my tools and the things that I've learned and, you know, learn the lessons the hard way and, and, uh, and now just sort of in that, that give back mode. And I can tell you every day I wake up with passion and purpose. Yeah, well, thank you for sharing that. And and as I've gotten to know you and Kat, one of the things that I've been really impressed with is that you really are using your gifts, your passions, your talents, what you've developed, and you're doing that to help change and serve the world. And it's not only me that thinks that. Everybody that I talk to, and I've been to several events with both of you, had you at some events, and everybody that that you, that meets you basically says, wow, you know, Jason's doing some amazing things in the world, or man, Kat, Kat is changing lives. And and so I want to talk a little bit about the story, though, because um, unfortunately, both of you have in your past, or maybe it's fortunately because you're able to use those experiences to help others, but both of you have had some experiences with abuse in your past. And I would love for it to just dive deep and share some of these experiences or to share your journey a little bit, because I think it will help inspire people uh, that maybe are stuck in the same situations or maybe have had some struggles themselves, or maybe they know somebody that's struggling just to encourage them to keep going and to keep moving. So Kat, let's start with you. Um, I, I remember we were at an event recently, and you just pulled me aside and you shared some things with me. And I thought, oh my goodness, I just hearing some of the things that you've been through and seeing where you are today, it's remarkable. And I know there's a lot of people that have been where you are right now that think that there is no hope and that they can never get out of the hole that they've dug for themselves and be in a position where they can actually be helping others and changing the world. So can you take us through that journey, your low point and how you got out of that that hole and uh, are now helping and serving others? Yeah. Um, 
uh, one of the, one of the things that um, will always grab people on my story, and if they go to our website or whatever, and we, we do it on purpose, is we share some of the the noticeable abuse, the, the physical abuse that that I've been through, um, and uh, w- which was very intense. Uh, landed mm-hmm. me in the hospital, unconsciousness, uh, um, very graphic, and. Uh, but the the thing I would I would like to touch on to the most because I mm-hmm. think that especially from a female perspective we can all understand this dynamic even more than the physical um, is that is is the emotional hole of an abuser um, the 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 verbal abuse um, almost being a little bit more damaging than the physical abuse I re- I remember when my abuser actually did start to beat me. Um, I, I, it was like a, it was a, it was a pain I could understand. So it was a, um, it was something that I could see in the mirror. I could take care of it. I could make it heal. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it came to uh, manipulation or, um, you know, using my children as leverage or using my mistakes as leverage, um, those were things that I couldn't fix. I couldn't heal. Well, I didn't think I could. I mean, he he had a really, really made me feel like I couldn't I couldn't fix these things about myself. Well, and I want to um, I want to touch on that for just a moment because I think there's a lot of people out there that maybe are in an abusive relationship. So I want to back up and define this just a little bit here that may not even know that they're in an abusive relationship. And I've you know had experiences in my life recently where there have been people that because that's what they're used to, because that's normal for them, they don't understand what an abusive relationship is just because it's not physical. So can you define that? Uh, Because I think that that's really important for people to understand. Um, I think that codependency is absolute toxicity. Um, It Mm -hmm. it builds an an alienation between... An abuser will do it to, to build alienation between you and the outside world. And what this looks like is um, not, um, I, I speak from a female perspective because that's what I am and that's what I was born with and that's the role that I've been given. Um, and, and I'm speaking from my experiences, so this is necessarily not going to be, you know, uh, everyone's experiences. But in my personal experience, um, it was, it looks like, um, you know, building up his life and his world um, and, and his hopes and dreams and not my own and in turn doing that I actually uh, limited myself I, I was I was digging myself into a hole deeper and deeper to where if I was put into a position where I needed to take care of myself I was not going to be able to and then when I started to break out of that and I started to decide to take care of myself I experienced a lot of resistance and in hindsight and I think about the things that I wanted to do or the friends I wanted to have contact with or the places I wanted to go, they were absolutely harmless. And they were actually very healthy for me to, to nurture for myself and my self-esteem and in turn in a healthy relationship would have made me a better human being. But that's not what I was in. Um, and so it, it ended up, I always experienced any kind of resistance on anything that had to do with bettering myself. Hmm. Um, and I'm not talking about selfish acts or going out and having, you know, like consistent, like seven days a night, girls night. I'm talking like getting my education. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about, you know, having a relationship with a girlfriend or, you know, feeling like I was able to do something outside of the home. I, I wasn't allowed to do these things. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just the emotional and, and, and the verbal. Um, and, and then once I, you know, my, my, my life spiraled for, for several years and I ended up getting really addicted uh, to being treated this way, and I actually found other men to treat me this way or treat me even worse. Yeah. Um, because it's the it's the dynamic. It's the way I found attention. It's the way I had gotten used to being treated, um, and I felt like I was very good at it. I felt like I felt like I was proving something that I was strong enough to handle it, and also the toxicity of thinking that I could have a good influence on them like I could help change them I yeah. could make them a better person <laughs> you could rescue which is them. <laughs> absolutely like total toxicity yeah. but that's the reality I thought that I could bring a dynamic to them to help change them as a human being which is not true and I'm, I'm sure that I started to think that way because 
you know, he would say things to me like, you make me a better person. Mm. You, I'm going to go off the ledge if you, if you leave me. I'm going to, I'll just lose it if you lose me. You're the only reason that I hold it together. You're, these, these kinds of things were said to me, and I'm positive that that's why uh, it, it brainwashed me into thinking um, that I couldn't do things on my own. And not, not only could I not do things on my own, but I, I, I was better at being belonging to someone, if yeah. per se. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, that, that makes complete sense. And I, I love that you have shared those things in your journey. Um, when we come back from break, I want to hear more from Jason Cisneros and his journey as well. Uh, thank you so much for sharing with us, Kat. We'll be right back after this commercial break. Okay. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. Listen for In the Limelight with Clarissa Burt, international media celebrity, supermodel, and renowned beauty and lifestyle expert, as well as founder and CEO of Envelop Her, multimedia platform for women and sought-after inspirational speaker on women's issues. You'll connect with Clarissa's super influencer, celebrity friends, and experts as they speak about health, wealth, beauty, lifestyle, business, the love of giving, and the love of living a model life. Tune in every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. It's time to unlock some of the best-kept secrets in health, wealth, and happiness. Are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts? Then tune in to The Forbes Factor with celebrity TV host and inspirational icon, Forbes Riley. She's a best-selling author and TV fitness expert, and you know her from QVC and HSN. Now she brings her expert advice and guests to The Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in live every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time for The Forbes Factor. We guarantee it will be the best hour of your week. Are you ready for provocative discussions with some of today's most powerful movers and shakers? Tune in to The Art of Significance, featuring Dan Clark, the modern-day Napoleon Hill, who interviews the wealthiest, most successful celebrities and business leaders on the planet who are using their influence to change the world. From authors to entertainers, sports figures, educators to military leaders, Dan covers multiple topics. Tune in every Monday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You're tuned in to Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. To find out more about Allison and our program, please visit soulintuition.com. Again, that's soulintuition.com. Now back to Spotlight. Here is Allison H. Larson. Uh, really excited to have joining with me today, Kat, Don, and Jason Cisneros, who are changing the world. Kat, I loved your thoughts on um, having a healthy relationship before we went to break and how abuse can be not only physical, but also emotional. And a lot of that looks like codependency, um, people not helping each other to grow. Uh, maybe uh, when you're putting someone down, when you're saying uh those things that aren't just going to allow them to to grow. I think that that's something that uh, everybody can really look at. And if you think you might be in an abusive relationship or you think that somebody you know might be in an abusive relationship, I would really encourage you to research that out online, see what the signs of that are. And if you feel like that is happening, it is very toxic and figure out who you can talk to or what you can do to change the dynamic of the relationship or get out of it. So thank you so much for sharing, Kat. Jason, you actually had some experiences in your youth as well that has led you to be passionate about helping uh, women that are in abusive relationships. Relationship. So, can you share your story with us as well? Yeah, it, it, it's. I mean, it's it's a perfect marriage of of um, you know the what happens. I think with people, we 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 tend we have two choices to do with the things that have happened to us in our life, especially when we're kids, where we feel like we had no control, we feel like we have no out, you know, no power over mm -hmm. it, and then we take that powerlessness with us into our into our uh, adulthood. And what what happened for me. Um, was that, you know, I was raised in a very abusive um, uh, setting. My adopted father went to prison when I was 17 for trying to kill me and my mom. Um, wow. In between there, 
I started stepping in front of my mom, uh, taking her beatings when I was really, really young, six, you know, six, seven, eight years old. I block out a lot of it still, but <laughs> it's, uh, you know, trying to protect her and, uh, and what that has done. Uh, there's two sides of that equation, which has, has made me sort of a warrior for, uh, abused women and children. And, that was, you know, that's the exact opposite. Those things that we go through as our challenges. And, mm-hmm. and again, it's, you know, yeah, we're talking about my story, but at, at the end of the day, it's not about my story. It's about those things that we need to unleash in your listeners and the people that are out there to say, look, I've got this thing or these series of things. Because I'm telling you, just knowing, you know, growing up, I, you know, the, the lifestyle that I was being raised in, I did a lot of those same things. One thing I've never done is, is raise my hand to a woman. And, uh, and that was because I believe I got put into a position to protect my mom. And now that's how I live my life. It's one of those things that out of pain can come a warrior, right? Yeah. And that's what's happened with cats. That's what's happened with, you know, some of, of the things that you've been through in life that you bring to people. And, and those things that people try to destroy in us, like my adopted father, like her ex-husband, like, you know, the, th- the people and the, the situations that, that the listeners have gone through in their life, is it tries to beat you down, and some people it does. And then other people, it creates this beast, this, mm-hmm. m- this m- machine of service to other people. And so I'm super grateful. You know, that was one of the turning points for me was, you know, I, I believed I was blaming my adopted father. I was blaming my situation and all those kind of things for me being broke, for me going to jail, for me, um, you know, going through and having panic attacks and PTSD from all of those scenarios. I switched it and said, you know, and, and that moment that it switched was basically a Tony Robbins intervention that said, um, you know, at the end of the day, those people that you allow to continue to have power over you mm-hmm. by the thing you're embarrassed of, by the thing that you're sad about, by the thing that you're blaming other people, that you are continuing to give them your power. And I said, F that at that moment. And I'm like, how do we, okay, Tony, I don't want to give him power anymore. I don't want to give ha- let him have control over my mm-hmm. life when he's not even around me. Mm-hmm. What do I do? Yeah. And one of the things he said was, you become grateful for it. You change because we control wow. the story. We we <laughs> now, control the yeah. ability to, now, hold on, to hold turn on. those stories around. Hold on here. And, Tony's and, telling you to become grateful for the for the abuse that you experienced in your life. He's t- he's saying so, he's saying Jason, yeah. you got to become grateful for this. I, I, I mean, okay, you're gonna have to walk me through that a little bit because I know, and I've heard this before, but I know that. In that moment, you've got to be thinking, are you kidding me? Are you freaking kidding me? He wants well, me to be thankful do. for you this. Go, you know, this person, you know, raped me. They beat me. They, mm-hmm. you know, they threw me downstairs. They did whatever the, the painful thing is. They cheated on me, whatever it is. Well, that moment did happen. And there's no way, like, that was one of the things that I think we get most upset about mm-hmm. is, wait a minute, you know, a-hole, you're about ready to take my story away. And when you take my story, you take my identity Hmm. Right. And so that's where people get upset when they hear people say, well, you just got to play because that's how it comes across sometimes is it's just this flippant thing of you got to be grateful about it. Let me tell you the, the power in what I learned after I thought it through, because I had that same reaction. It's like, you don't know what I went through. You have no idea what it was like. Yeah. yeah. You know, you don't you didn't experience that pain. But I'll tell you that when you get realistic about it, that situation is not continuing to happen. If I look back, you know, I'm 46 years old now, that happened between the age of six years old and, you know, or five years old or whatever it was uh, up till when I was 17, that the the situation absolutely 1000% did occur. Now, it's not happening to me in this moment. It's not happening to me right now. And if I continue to allow that to, to damage me, now I'm making the choice to continue to allow the tether and the leash of that person to continue to control me. So it's almost and like I you're still do that. It's almost like you're still experiencing that abuse over and over and over again. So what, it's a hundred percent happening because right? just like athletes, I mean, some mm-hmm. of the most the fine-tuned athletes mm-hmm. out there, they instead of going out and doing like downhill skiing, they will sit 
in a quiet room with their eyes closed and they'll ski the hill, right? The, the quarterbacks will see, they'll sit in a quiet room and they'll see the patterns being run so they don't damage their body, but it's physically happening in their own brain. And we do mm. the same exact thing. Yeah. And we're basically kicking, you know, hitting ourselves in the face, going to the doctor saying, hey, doc, it hurts when I hit myself <laughs> in the face. The doctor says, don't hit yourself in the face. Yeah, exactly. This is what I'm saying. Yeah. Stop hitting yourself in the face by, by taking that BS and allowing it to continue in your life. And the, what I did that made it disappear mm-hmm. in the moment was to say, I'm really grateful that that man was my adopted father. Wow. Because, and here's why. why. It created in me, as I was saying before, it created in me a beast of a machine to go out and to help people that are less vulnerable or more vulnerable in this world. So, it created in me an empathy mm-hmm. for people that are in that situation that, that moves me outside of my comfort zone where I'm okay with a roof over my head and my family's okay, moves me out of that comfort zone to say mm-hmm. I must take action because that's what it is to be a human being. It's to get as good as you can possibly be for the, for the purpose of being in service of other human beings. And until you step into service of other human beings, you are a shell of your potential. Well, I love that. And here's the action step that I take away from that and something I talk about on the shows is what is the golden nugget? What's the golden nugget we can take from your experience? Well, if there's anybody out there that's experienced abuse, that has experienced a situation in their life that has devastated them, that has been really hard, that has been tragic, just maybe take a moment, take a piece of paper and write down, I am thankful for, write that experience, and then write the words because. And think of all the things that you've learned from that, or think of all the things that that has created or sparked in you, all the things that you can do now because you've experienced that. So that turning point for you was that Tony Robbins saying, hey, quit letting this tether you down, quit letting this continue to control you, and step out of that victimhood and into that point where you can be grateful, where you can be thankful. So thank you so much for sharing that. Now, Kat, I want to hear what this turning point was for you as well. And I want to bring up a couple other things too, because, uh, you know, I know you pretty well. Um, Not, I mean, we aren't like best friends or anything, but we've shared some things and I've gotten to hear your story a few times. And because of some of the abuse you experienced, both physical and emotional, because of the, the hard things in your life, uh, you also became an addict. And so walk us through, before your turning point, walk us through your rock bottom. Because I, I, I've i heard some of your experiences at that rock bottom. I'm not sure what you want to share here on this radio show, but maybe just share one experience you had that uh, that was one of your rock bottom experiences. Um, you know, everyone always asks about the rock bottom experience and some of my rock bottom experiences were probably more traumatic for some people than they were for me. Um, the, the sad part is that I had just long story short, I had landed myself, uh, homeless in San Francisco and I was literally sleeping on the streets and, um, I was addicted to heroin and I was doing anything and everything to acquire it, um, and just literally anything and everything to acquire it. And one of the experiences that I had, um, I was raped on the streets, and I, I had been raped by by several men. And uh, it was a, a a gentleman that was homeless that uh, found me, and I was I was totally beaten and bloodied and and not in a good position. He took me to the homeless shelter and the homeless shelter ended up getting me to the hospital there. And there at the hospital, um, I had some, I was, I was on the run from the law for my substance abuse and I had some fake IDs on me. And so they had, um, and I was also, you know, coming down from drugs and I wasn't in the right state of mind. And they had, they had put me in the hospital and booked me under this, this fake name that with this fake ID that I had used. And um, I woke up and I came to and had IVs in me and everything. And then, and then I got out or, and then I, I, I was panicked because I was like, oh my gosh, you know, the law is going to catch me. They're going to figure out who I am. I ended up pulling IVs out of my arm and I ended up leaving the hospital, even though I still needed care. And I ended up uh, going back and uh, going right back to where I, I had been raped because it's, it's where I knew and it's, how, it's where I knew how to live homeless. It's where I also knew that my drug was because I was experiencing ex- like extreme withdrawal. 
and um, the I, I went to this park that um, I, I spent a lot of time with. I actually slept at it a couple times, and the same older uh, homeless man. He actually ended up finding me, and um, he had my backpack. And uh, I thought it was so funny that, you know, he actually held on to my backpack for me because it was all I had in the entire world and um, gave it to me. And I, I ended up just starting using again. And within those next couple of days, uh, I started, there was a something, something switched inside of me. And I thought, you know, if I don't, if I don't go back to Utah and I do not, because I had lost my children at this point and my life had completely 110% spiraled completely out of control. And I thought to myself, if I do not, if I don't go to Utah and I don't face this and I at least don't try to, to get my children back in my life, I'm going to kill myself. And if I go back and I try and I don't succeed, then I'll still kill myself. But I'm going to go back and I'm going to try. And... At that point, it felt so desperate. I have no idea where the energy came um, to actually give it a shot um, and, and to come back into the States and, and to face all of the consequences I had coming my way. I, have, I really don't know where, where that strength came from. Uh, that being said, during that time period, I was blessed with really, really amazing, powerful women um, that I was both locked up with in county jail and also uh, in rehab as my therapist and also as my other uh, sisters and in rehab. And I was able to experience the, the balm of sisterhood is what I just called it on our last live. Um, but I was able to, to distance myself from dysfunctional relationships um, because in my circumstance, a lot of what I went through and everything definitely had to do with low self-esteem and um, lacking in the sexuality department and not being confident in who I was and putting myself in unsafe positions. And um, once I, I had that time period to separate myself from that and I was thrown into just an only female world, uh, it opened up. And even though it was in jail, um, I was just, I think my heart and my mind and everything was in a place to to receive sisterhood, if that mm -hmm. makes sense. Well, it does. And then and there was a lot of reprogramming that had to take place. Um, but, but fortunately I, I had some really great therapists that really worked hard on me and really broke me down and then, you know, built me back up. Well, you know, and the, some of the golden nuggets I'm taking out of this, you know, being a, a mother to this is near and dear to my heart. I think as moms or as parents, uh, we do a lot for our kids and sometimes, you know, I, I always say this, and I may get a, a little emotional here, but, you know, sometimes I, I think my kids turn out to spite me instead of, instead of me. <laughs> and I think oh, yeah. sometimes our children yeah. are the ones that are our saviors because we want yep. to be the best that we can for them. And so that's what I'm hearing from you. And then also just creating an atmosphere where you can feel loved and supported. And you found that with, with women. And I think for those women who have struggled with maybe not feeling good enough or have been in emotionally abusive relationships, it's really easy to go out and seek the approval of the opposite sex um, because yes. you have felt like you haven't been approved of because you felt like you haven't been good enough. And the ways that, that those are sought out often aren't ways that are fulfilling, <laughs> you know, or they're, you, can, can, can lead to. No, they're to, very, they're very surface. They're yeah. not, they're not, uh, it's not a long lasting relationship that that's healthy or nurturing mm -hmm. to, to, who we are. And and so your solution was, and, and I mean, you didn't even mean to do this, but you found yourself suddenly without uh, any men in your life, or you weren't surrounded by men, you were surrounded by women and found that you could get that fulfillment and that emotional support in ways that weren't um, from attention of the opposite sex. So I really think that, that that's important to identify. And I think a lot of women too that are in emotionally abusive relationships or have been in emotionally abusive relationships feel really uncomfortable in groups of women or feel like they're going to be judged or not supported in groups of women. And so I would encourage anybody out there that struggled with um, maybe a codependent relationship with somebody of the opposite sex or if they've been in a, a, a marriage or a, uh, a 
any kind of relationship that's unhealthy to seek out people to surround you and support you um, that will give you what you need in very fulfilling and appropriate ways. So I really appreciate you sharing that example. When we come back, we're going to talk with Jason and Kat about what they're doing now specifically to help people who are in abusive relationships be able to get back on their feet, to be able to do what Kat did and went from you know zero to hero to be able to do what Jason did and be able to uh, turn his life around and be grateful for the things that happened to him. And then also how you can participate and how you can help make a bigger difference in the world. We'll be right back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Sustainable success is just around the corner. If you are an entrepreneur, business leader, or anybody looking for their next level of success, tune into Sustainable Success with host Chris Salem. Did you know that the path to success is a long path that started many years ago? The path you started on then determines what is happening now. Chris and his amazing guests in their field will help you navigate the path to sustainable success every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Influencers Channel. You have a message. You want to share that message. You want it to be social, to go viral, and spread across the planet. But how do you get started? Tune into Amplify, featuring host Ken Roshan. This show is here to help you take that message and channel it through the most effective marketing techniques to not only be successful, but have a positive impact on the world. Tune in live Monday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel and get Amplified. If you want to join the ranks of the influencers, you've got to think like an influencer. How about joining one of the top influencers in the world, Leonard Kim, for Grow Your Influence Tree. Leonard and his guests discuss the topics that aspiring influencers need to know, from brand building to getting yourself published and growing your audience. There's a bunch of fun and even some twists involved to keep you on your toes. You just have to listen every Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers Channel. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. You're tuned in to Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. To find out more about Allison and our program, please visit soulintuition.com. Again, that's soulintuition.com. Now back to Spotlight. Here is Allison H. Larson. Welcome back to Spotlight. If you're just joining us, we're so privileged to have with us today Kat, Don, and Jason Cisneros. They are helping with a program, running a program called A New Dawn, which helps women, particularly women that have been in abusive relationships, be able to get back on their feet, get out of the abusive relationships, make sure their kids are taken care of. This is a huge, huge uh, thing that you guys are doing. And it's not a small, it's not a small task that you took on. Uh, Jason, I, I wanted to talk with you a little bit because I know Kat started this movement and you've jumped on board. You're very successful at the businesses you do. You definitely, uh, I'm sure you're strapped on time and you don't have a, have a lot of extra to give. Why did you decide that it was this organization that you wanted to give your time to, that you wanted to invest um, what you're doing into? That's uh, a great question, and, and the, the decision-making process for me is uh, because I'm approached, obviously, I mean, because of the business and then, you know, my public profile and whatnot, I'm approached by a lot of people that want, that want help. Oh, that's and, true. I mean, I've seen I've seen people come up to you at events, or I've had people call me and say, "Hey, how can I get how can I get aligned with Jason Cisneros? You know, he's a really successful guy. You know, how how can I approach him about supporting me?" So I I second that. I mean, I I know that people are approaching you all the time and asking you. So so why cat? Which is which is an honor, and mm-hmm. and you know, and I take it very very seriously. And 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 I, there's a process that you have to go through, right? And mm-hmm. it's just not not with charities. I think that all of us should have sort of this principle in mind is to keep an eye on 
what people do and not what they say, right? Because a lot mm-hmm. of us, and you know, and we, you know, a lot of us judge ourselves by our intentions and other people by their results, and that's completely the flip flop of how we should be doing it. And well, so actions, actions met, speak yeah, louder than words, you know, right? Was at, a, at an event, mm-hmm. and she. She, she was just this ball of energy, and then she's got her team around her, and they're just this ball of energy, and you find out more about them, and then you watch. Because I, you know, I listen to everybody. I mean, every single person that comes to me for help, I take it very seriously because, I want, because that's, the, that's the position that I've been put in. And, and, um, you know, and, and, but you're right. There is only 24 hours in a day. And there's only so many things that I can actually help with, uh, physically uh, inter- intervene with, and and I like to make them as self-sustaining as fast as we possibly can, so we can move on, and then they can coach other people. But long story short, what I watched with Kat and her team was this this word called genuine, okay? And it's something that 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 people glaze over a lot. And what I mean by genuine is somebody whose heart words and actions are all aligned in the easing of suffering in this world. Wait, say that and one more time. Wait, say that one more time because I want to write that down. I love that that uh, what you just said. So when you talk about genuine, what is yeah, it? Their heart, heart, their minds and, and their words. And see, sometimes I have flashes of brilliance I can't re- recreate, but, uh, but, it, but and, and their <laughs> That's why I'm writing it down. All aligned. Heart, mind, uh, words, and actions all aligned. Uh, they all align in the easing of suffering because, again, a lot of times, and it's hard. You know, uh, it, it used to be hard to understand. Okay, well, there's a charity out there; they're doing good, but are they doing good for themselves? Right? Mm-hmm. This is a part of the thing. Like, um, you know, my my alignment is with charities who are being very, very good stewards of the resources that they're given because people, you know, the people that surround them, the businesses, when they, when the money comes in, are they spending it on themselves? Are they spending it on their own, you know, their own self aggrandizement or are they actually putting those dollars towards the outcome? And as I, it was a process, it wasn't an instant decision. I mean, it's very, very easy to, to fall in love with Kat, her team, the, the passion, the outcome, the story, like it's very, very easy to do that. But, uh, you have to get beyond that and see what are their what are their feet where are their feet taking them where are their actions going, and and I saw a very very good steward. She has a full time job, three children, and uh, and she does and takes no money out of a new dawn and puts every dollar every cent back into the women that she's there to support. Wow. That is somebody that's putting their money where their mouth is, their time where their mouth is, and and imagine again, single mom three kids working her tail off and running a, a, a full-time uh, a charity to help other women. And so wow. when I see things like that, I go, okay. Then I had a couple of conversations with her and I said, okay, here's the things. And she very easily said, I need help with infrastructure. I need help. Like that is the sign of somebody who is willing to learn, willing mm-hmm. to listen and then you couple that with the fact that, that, um, that I have a deep burning desire to help women and children of abuse, of abuse uh, backgrounds for obvious reasons that I just told you earlier. But Kat is a 100% in alignment with somebody who walks the walk and talks the talk. And does she know everything about business? No. Does she know everything about structure? No. But I can guarantee you that this woman, from the time she wakes up to the time she goes to bed, is giving to, to this, this um, outcome and to this charity. And so that's somebody that I'm going to support. That's somebody I'm going to resource. That's somebody I'm going to teach about uh, these principles that will help what her do what she does and have her do it for as long as we can possibly have her doing it. Yeah. Well, you know, what you spoke was absolutely true, and everything you said I just have to add a big amen to. Kat, you are making a big difference in the world, and I know one of the reasons why you work so hard. I know the reason why you are you're being a mother and you are also supporting these women. You are investing your time and your talents and your effort and your heart into this is because of those women. And... I know that you would do it even if you just help one woman. And I would love to hear a story about somebody that you've been able to help. Um, you guys are so good to me. You're so sweet. 
Uh, I, I love you both, really and oh, truly. Like you. it's just I love it's you just too, Kat. Amazing. Very surreal. Uh, the you know, I've got all kinds of really awesome, amazing stories, but I think my favorite stories are probably my oldest stories just because um, every single day that passes by, it's, uh, it's validity that I'm doing exactly what I'm supposed to be doing, um, that I really feel like um, we were able to break that cycle, um, mm-hmm. per se, because, you know, we've got a lot of, got a lot of women that'll, that'll come in and, you know, we'll get them for three, six months, nine months, um, but it's, it's, it's when they have the years underneath their belts that are um, just absolutely um, just, it just feels so great. Um, I, one of my favorites, we call my girls Dawn because I feel very passionately about the hiding their, or I shouldn't say hiding, they're protecting their anonymity. Mm -hmm. Um, most of them know one another because I, I believe, like I said, in sisterhood. Um, but one thing that you'll never hear me say is, is their names unless they come forward and share their names. So I always call them Dawns. It's our way to be able to share their story without sharing their name. Um, but one of my favorite Dawns was a female that I met. Uh, she was incarcerated and she was uh, seven months pregnant um, and she got out um, and she was, she was pregnant and uh, she was referred to me to help. Um, and she was on probation during this time period and she ended up actually relapsing on opiates and yes, she was pregnant and this is, you know, everybody cringes up when they hear these kinds of stories, but this is reality and this is what I deal with. Um, and so while she was on probation and she relapsed and she was pregnant, you know, it was the best thing for her and for the baby to obviously go back into incarceration where they could be kept safe. Um, during that two months, I was able to, to go in and support her in ways that I could. And during that time period as well, I was we were able to figure out a caregiver for this baby. Um, and we were able to get um, uh, donated breast milk because it was important to her to have the baby have breast milk. And we were able to make that happen and, um, you know, the unity of sisterhood and everything. And Long story short, we were able to, to hand over, you know, basically a big, huge, full baby shower to this caregiver that was going to be taking this baby. Um, and during, you know, she was she was still going to be doing her time, and she went into labor when she was incarcerated. And um, I was able to meet her at the hospital and, and be there when the baby was born. Um, and that was just an absolute amazing experience for me. Um, and I felt honored that she wanted to be there. And uh, I got I got to you know be involved in in the baby's life as the baby grew, and um, then when mom was released, um, able to actually build some stability for her to come out to, and um, she's now that this baby's just turned three. Wow! Um, and she's has not relapsed since. She was able to build stability. She works full time. Um, we're very good friends. The process that she has gone through. Um, as far as owning up to her mistakes and, and facing that, that guilt as a mother um, and instead of running and the judgment that people threw her way, um, I know were really, really hard um, for her to face. And for me, she is absolutely brave. And her child is better off for her facing that um, rather than her deciding to just give up. Um, and, and she's actually about to get married. And I, I I was invited to be in her wedding and, and this is, this is the good stuff for me. And, you know, I, I hopefully that she'll be on my Dawn team someday, but, um, I mean, this is a, this is a woman that's, that's gone through everything as far as, uh, addiction and prostitution and institutionalization. And she's had more of her adult life incarcerated than, well, not now, but she did. Now she's actually been out longer and she just, she was able to complete her probation successfully. Um, but she, up until when I had met her, um, she had had more of her adult life institutionalized than she had outside of, of jail. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, mm-hmm. she's one of my favorites that mm-hmm. I work with. When, when, um, so, like, what, what we do, um, other programs would not, would not help her in those situations mm-hmm. because she had decided um, 
to uh, relapse when she was pregnant and stuff, uh, other organizations and, and agencies would not have been available to her. And I believe that she would have stayed fully engulfed in her cycle, uh, regardless of whether she was able to have the baby back in her life or not. This was her, that was her story, and that was, was this situation that she was able to. Um, but um, regardless of that or not, I, I believe that if we weren't able to step in and provide that stability and support, I believe that she would have stayed engulfed in her cycle. Well, you know, as you tell that story, I mean, I was just tearing up thinking that, you know, it's really about not giving up on people. And um, it really is. I think that, you know, as I'm listening to the story and thinking about this woman, it would be so easy to say, well, this woman, she's a prostitute. She's a drug addict. She's irresponsible with her pregnancy and her baby. And to just leave her, to give up on her, to say there's no hope. But what and you my did, response to that, whenever people say that, my response to that immediately is, so what? So what? Well, and you really, you really did give her a new dawn, and you're giving her hope. And just hearing that story inspires me to think, you know, there are probably areas in my life maybe I've given up on myself. Or maybe there's somebody listening saying, there's really no hope. But there are people out there, and there are also ways to help. And we've only got about a minute left, but I know anybody that's been listening to the show is inspired. Uh, if you're listening and you think, I want to help, I want to inspire somebody, I want to make a difference in somebody's life that maybe everybody else has given up on, how can they help? Jason, I know you guys are doing a big fundraiser right now. You tell people how yeah. they can get involved um, with that. Yeah, we can find a new dawn foundation, uh, dot org and um, and go to you know go to uh, a new a new dawn five hundred one c three on Facebook, and we're doing a fundraiser right now for this transitional housing. It's a home. Uh, we're looking. We're raising a hundred thousand dollars right now. Um, we've had people that have donated, you know, five dollars, and these are people that that five dollars meant a decision of something that they weren't going to do. You know, I mean, it was the 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 people that are supporting this is as. Uh, Kat said before, some of the people are, are her past dawns, people that have come out of this situation and through it. And that, that to me, is the, all the testimony you need. But this is there's so many things that are out there in the world that are requiring of us to make a decision about our time or our treasure. And, and this is one of those ones that when you see someone that makes it out, or you think about the story of someone that you know, because this is a, a lot like cancer. It touches almost every household in the world. And when someone, when you find, you hear the stories of people that have made it, you're very inspired and, and, and you love those stories. But the other side of this is when we choose not to act on things that we have a heart for. Some people don't have a heart for this. And I don't, Jason, don't, I'm going to have to cut. I'm going to have to cut you off there. I know where you're going with this. Or Voice America's like we're cutting you off in 10 seconds oh. here. So anyway, I, I <laughs> so think go there, give, us go money, there, give and uh, and and make sure you act instead of don't act. Thank you so much, Kat. Thank you so much, Jason, for being on here Thank today. You, Appreciate Allison. all Thank that you're doing. And uh, stay tuned next week where we'll have more change makers on Spotlight. I'm Allison H. Larson. For making us a part of your week. Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show, can be heard live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Now, go make a difference and be sure to tune in again for the next show.